You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TransferWise is the smartest way to send and receive money internationally. With a lot of these kinds of systems, most people pay too much because there are often hidden extra fees in the exchange rate, whether at your bank or elsewhere. But with TransferWise, you always get the real rate when you send to over 70 countries. Join over 6 million customers and try it for free at transferwise.com reset. Our products and our produce has been bought by some of the leading designers of the world, some of Bollywood celebrities, uh, some big shots. Everyone has been actually using our platform to get authentic produce from Kashmir. And that word of mouth was actually helping us build a very, very strong business. This is Muhit Miraj Butt. He runs a business called Kashmir Box. I'm the CEO of a startup based in Kashmir that works with farmers and craftsmen community of almost 2,000 families. Kashmir Box was named after the region of Jammu in Kashmir, where Muhit is from. India claims the region, which is home to 12.5 million people. Kashmir is an offline brand in the world already, with uh, more than 10,000 stores across the world selling Kashmiri handicrafts and produce. For example, Kashmir, which is the luxury wool, these artisans are earning anywhere between $1 to $2 a day. And we wanted to change that and we wanted to create a platform wherein we could give them direct access to worldwide markets. And internet was a very, very strong tool in that. So we built an online platform. And in the last eight years, we have had more than 2,000 families get associated with us. And we have been shipping to more than 50 countries. Kashmir Box was growing. But then in August, the Indian government did something that put Muhit's company and all the artisans he works with at risk. On August 5th, the internet and all communication of Kashmir was shut in a day. Now, considering the fact that the internet is an e-commerce business's blood, What if if you take the blood out of the business, it simply dies? And that is what happened with Kashmir Box. The moment, you know, internet was taken away, it was 12 in the night. And then in the morning at around 10, we, you know, go to TV channels and we realize that uh, this Article 370 has been revoked. India has today announced that it has scrapped the Article 370, which gives special status to Jammu and Kashmir. India sent 10,000 additional troops to the region over the past week and shut down schools, evacuated tourists, and cut off internet access. Kashmir leaders have also been placed under house arrest. This was the chaos in India's parliament 
after plans were revealed to revoke the special status of Kashmir. Its aim is to fully integrate its only Muslim-majority region with the rest of the country. The internet in Indian-controlled Kashmir has now been shut down. Something was building up and every Kashmiri was scared of what is going to happen. So there was so much chaos. Some were saying that the internet is going to be shut down, everything is going to be shut. There are additional troopers that have been brought to Kashmir. Everyone was saying everything. So you could not understand who is right, who is lying, who is honest, who is dishonest. We could not go out of our homes. We could not call our relatives. We could not call our friends. In fact, in the first couple of days, there were instances wherein some of our neighbors, their, you know, their parents had died and the kids were outside the state. And for 10 to 20 days, they did not even, no one had the news that they had passed away. The torture that happened from a mental perspective was something that, that is honestly not explainable. It's been more than five months since the Indian government shut down the internet in the region of Kashmir. At the time, the government said the shutdown was intended to maintain security in the region. Last week, some of the internet returned in the form of limited broadband connections and 2G mobile coverage, where users can only access certain whitelisted websites. Social media apps are still blocked, and because most Kashmiris rely on their phones to access the internet, The result is that the shutdown is still in effect for millions of people. So today on the show, why the Indian government shut down the internet in Kashmir, and what a months-long internet shutdown looks like in the world's most populous democracy. I'm Ariel Dimros. This is Reset. When the shutdown happened in August, Muhit's business came to a standstill. We could not process any orders. We could not get in touch with our employees. We could not get in touch with our suppliers, these artisans. And then there were so many customers who had ordered from these countries who did not know about the situation. And and we couldn't do anything. After one month, uh, we a couple of team members flew from uh, Kashmir to Delhi just to update on our social channels that we will not be able to service our customers. You know, a lot of our customers were were very supportive. But at the end of the day, if you're making a customer wait for five months, they're simply going to choose some other platform. Four months into the blackout, Muhit left Kashmir and moved to Saudi Arabia. Kashmir Box still isn't making any money. It's been five and a half months. We still have no internet in Kashmir. Our team members have started moving out of Kashmir. They don't want to be in Kashmir. They want jobs, they want better opportunities, and they don't think Kashmir is going to get better anytime soon. And as such, we have literally done no business for the last five and a half months. I mean, I'm not really sure that even the business would start again. Imagine, uh, you know, something of this sort happening in New York City. It, it, is, it is going to be a disaster, right? I mean, you can't even imagine that. It is the same in Kashmir, right? The world is a global village. You cannot expect you know, internet at this age to at least be just taken away. This is a fundamental right. I'm heartbroken. My mind stopped working after a certain point. I mean, I literally had no idea of what I'm going to do. 
it created such an enormous mental pressure on me that I, I just thought of moving out of the place because, you know, I, I just couldn't take it anymore, to be really honest with you. This isn't the first time the internet has been shut down in Kashmir. Muhit says he's experienced more than 400 shutdowns in just the past three to four years. But none have lasted this long. What has happened, it has deeply affected every single Kashmiri. Uh, the trauma that Kashmiris have gone through, you know, it's a time bomb that, that can blow any time. Most of the Kashmiris I talk to are really angry. Everyone is angry. We live in a free society. It's a democracy, for God's sake. The Indian government shut down the internet in Kashmir in the aftermath of its decision to exert tighter control over the region. That's after the break. This is Reset. With the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That means 4% on milkshakes with the kids and 4% on music with your pals. You also learn 2% cash back at grocery stores and 1% on all other purchases. Now, when you go out, you can cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Pranav Dixit is a tech reporter for BuzzFeed News. He lives in New Delhi. He told me about the political history behind the current internet shutdown. India got freedom in 1947, more than 70 years ago. And at that time, uh, the country was split into two, which is India as we know it today and Pakistan as we know it today. And since then, both countries have been fighting to claim the region as their own. And the Indian-controlled part of Kashmir right now uh, is India's largest Muslim-majority region. And what essentially happened in August was that uh, the Indian government, which is the BJP government, cancelled Article 370 of the Indian Constitution. Now, what Article 370 did was it allowed Kashmir near autonomy. Kashmir was essentially free to govern itself, except in some areas like, I think, foreign policy. It essentially had its own constitution. And the BJP abruptly scrapped the article to... So the BJP stands for the Bharatiya Janata Party, which is India's current ruling party, uh, it is led by uh, Narendra Modi, who is India's prime minister. And ideologically, it is a right-wing Hindu nationalist party. They say we wanted to more tightly integrate Kashmir into the rest of the country. And they essentially split it into two federally controlled union territories and got rid of the autonomy. And as a part of that, they turned off the internet and put prominent... Kashmiri politicians under detention. The internet is still shut. Basically, what you're saying is that for a long time, Kashmir has been semi-autonomous. They've been able to, for the most part, make decisions for themselves. And now the Indian government, uh, as overseen by Prime Minister Modi, is saying, no, you can no longer do this. We are taking over. Is that it? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, from being sort of almost completely autonomous, uh, Kashmir is now federally controlled and directly under the Modi government. From the government's standpoint, why would they want to shut down the internet in Kashmir? What's what's the idea? What's the goal behind that? What's the point of this? I mean, the official reasons that they always give is we want to prevent rumors and misinformation and uh, 
we also want to stop terrorists in the region from using the internet, which just seemed like, you know, not enough justification for keeping the internet locked down for five months now. But uh, people from Kashmir believe it's basically to keep people from dissenting online and communicating with each other in a sensitive situation like this. So what is the current state of the internet in Kashmir right now? So there were two important developments that happened a little more than a week ago. And uh, the first one was India's Supreme Court said that the indefinite shutdown of the internet in Kashmir was illegal and said that internet suspensions can only be for temporary durations and not indefinitely. And essentially what's happening now in Kashmir is there's been a sort of partial restoration of the internet. Okay. But what they have said is they will allow certain whitelisted websites to be accessed only on 2G connections. Nobody knows who selects what these websites are. There's still a ban on social media. There's still a complete ban on VPNs. And lastly, they've allowed broadband to be turned on in hospitals, at hotels for tourism, banks, government offices. But once again, only those whitelisted websites Mm. will be allowed to be accessed. You recently wrote a report for BuzzFeed News that outlines how Indians living outside Kashmir have experienced this blackout. Can you tell me that story? This was early December, and um, it was late at night, and somebody from Kashmir who now lives in Delhi uh, and who was in a WhatsApp group with lots of Kashmiris pinged me super late into the night. And he was like, hey, have you seen what's happening? People in all these WhatsApp groups that I'm in who are from Kashmir are just leaving the groups. And it seems like they're just being kicked out uh, and they're not leaving voluntarily. And so we started looking into it and it seemed like, yes, that was happening. And suddenly people were talking about it on Twitter. So we reached out to some people who were in WhatsApp groups with Kashmiris and found out eventually that because there had been a multi-month long internet shutdown in Kashmir, WhatsApp, as part of its policy, just deletes your account if it's been 120 days of of no WhatsApp. And uh, since Kashmir had been going through uh, four months of internet shutdown at this point, Kashmiris were getting kicked out from WhatsApp. So what you're saying is that if you don't use your WhatsApp account for a significant amount of time, meaning more than 120 days... Mm -hmm. WhatsApp, which actually means Facebook because Facebook owns WhatsApp, kicks you off the app. That's correct. Uh, You know, I've been speaking to people from WhatsApp after uh, we published the story and they sort of hadn't imagined that there would be a point when somebody would voluntarily not use WhatsApp for 120 days. They hadn't thought of that possibility of something like this happening. It's the default way most of India communicates. We've got, uh, you know, just over 500 million internet users in India. And WhatsApp has more than 400 million users in India. Wow. Which means that almost everybody in India uh, who's on the internet is using WhatsApp. And you have to remember that most Indians are using the internet almost exclusively through smartphones. Right. So when you can't access something like WhatsApp, it actually just kills... Uh, your ability to communicate, it kills your freedom of expression, it snaps the one key link that you have to a lot of the community and the world in general. 
what it sounds like to me is that this is another reminder that Kashmiris have been cut off the internet for months and months and months. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just a very visual reminder. So on Reset, we have talked about internet shutdowns before. We've talked about the shutdown in Iran, and we've briefly mentioned the shutdown that happened in Sri Lanka. So I'm wondering, what is the significance of this particular shutdown? Why does it stand out? This shutdown stands out because it is literally the longest-running shutdown in any democracy ever. The internet has not been shut uh, in this way in any other country in the world, in any other democratic country in the world. In your reporting, in talking to people in Kashmir, what kind of impact has this shutdown had on people's lives in the region? In a number of different ways, there have been pharmacies in Kashmir, for example, that haven't been able to order medicines. There's newspapers and websites in Kashmir uh, that haven't been able to function because uh, reporters can't file copies or report from various parts of the region. There's uh, students especially outside Kashmir who who can't get in touch with with families. There's hospitals that have been unable to function because there's no internet. And it's just been unprecedented and it's been it's been it's been tragic. It's not something that I think anybody's ever seen before. Do you think that this internet shutdown may have led to some loss of life? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it people have died because of this. It's just that uh it's almost impossible to estimate how many or 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 what exactly led to their deaths. But I think this internet shutdown has been responsible for um, at least a handful of deaths, if not more, because of various reasons. And is the Indian government uh, admitting to this? Are they aware of this, of the of these deaths? Are they talking about this at all? I'm sure they're aware about it, but uh, I I don't think they care enough. I mean, it's almost six months and there's still no internet in Kashmir. So I think from the government's point of view, it's a bit of collateral damage. In your mind, if a government shuts down the internet for this long of a period in a region with millions of people, can we still call it a democracy? That's the question that people are asking right now about India in general. Uh, For the last couple of months, India's government has done many, many things that have, you know, led people to call it authoritarian. And uh, so I think the question is not just about Kashmir, but it's, 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 it's about whether India is still a democracy anymore. And I think more and more people are saying it's not. How common are internet shutdowns in India? Has this happened before? Yes. So sadly, India is the world leader in internet shutdowns. In 2019, we've had over 100 of those, and we had 134 the year before that. That's a lot. Do they typically last as long as, as the one in Kashmir? No, usually, they usually range anywhere from a few hours to a couple of days. We haven't seen anything like this before. Honestly, whenever I think of, you know, five months without internet in a place that previously had very good access to the internet, where a lot of businesses are built upon their access to the internet, it's really, really hard to imagine what kind of impact that must have for people in Kashmir. Absolutely. We, you know, India is the second largest internet market in the world. 
it's one country that most of the American tech companies are really excited about. Right. Because we have an open internet, unlike China's, where, uh, you know, Netflix can come and, and say, hey, we want all 1 billion Indians to access our service. And Facebook can be very excited because guess what? They want a billion Indians on Facebook. Do you think that what has been happening in India with these regular shutdowns and now this incredibly long shutdown in Kashmir, do you think that that has global consequences for other democracies? Uh, Sure. So I think one of the biggest fears is that other countries might take a leaf out of of India's book uh, when it comes to internet shutdowns. Um, I don't know about democracies, but uh, in December, uh, a Chinese newspaper published an article defending China's own um, internet censorship and said, look, they do it in India, so, you know, we're fine, uh, and used it to sort of justify their, their own behavior. So I think that's, that's concerning if, you know, if, 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 if other authoritarian regimes start taking, start looking at India as an example of what to do, which is, you know, not what you want. So it sounds like with these restrictions starting to get lifted, do you think that the region is likely to get back full connectivity anytime soon? It's tough to say whether there'll be like a full restoration of the internet. Honestly, um, I don't think the government wants uh, all these angry Kashmiris uh, telling us their stories, like I said before. Um, eventually, though, it's I think it's going to get to a point where it's like, hey, how long can you keep somebody silenced in in democracy like that so i think eventually i think it's going to be it's going to be just just not feasible to keep so many millions of people off the internet uh, so i think eventually yes we will see the internet coming back to kashmir but how soon that's going to happen is anybody's guess at this point Pranav Dixit is a tech reporter for BuzzFeed News. Uh, It is very late where you are right now, so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. No problem. Thank you for having me. This is Reset, and I'm Ariel Zimros. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ADRS. You can also reach the Reset team by emailing reset at vox.com. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It seriously really helps us. We'll be back on Sunday. Later, nerds.